Well, good morning and praise Jesus. What a beautiful day it is here today in the studio. Uh, our scripture today is going to be Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12. And, I'm, and I usually read out of the King James Version, just so you know. Mark 2, 1 through 12. As we continue with our series on thinking outside of the box, outside the box. Today I want to talk about evangelism and how we can do it outside of the box, outside of those four walls, that roof and that, that floor that we confine ourselves into. For Jesus said, go ye therefore and, and preach the gospel to all nations. That means get up, go outside those two doors and, and spread the word of the gospel and, and, and reach those that are lost and bring salvation to them that are lost. I want to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit, and we're a prayer ministry here on this broadcast. Once you've listened and you you decide you want to continue to listen, I, I want to be able to enlist you in praying for the lost, praying for the salvation of the lost. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well. It's from the Worldwide Broadcast Studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We're now broadcasting to over 22 countries and providences. So wherever you may be listening to me today, I want to welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just pray, Lord, as we, as we humbly come before you today, asking, Lord God, that you would lift up each and every listener, each and every person, that they may come in contact with, Lord. Put that glory around them. Surround them with an aura of, of, of that golden glory of heaven. That as they speak, let the Holy Spirit give them words how to speak to their friends and families about this coming of the Lord, this time. I believe that the Lord God is giving us time to learn to be able to go out and evangelize, but we must think outside the box. We can't sit inside the church and say, well, you come to us. It's time that we went out to them. Jesus didn't sit in the synagogue. He went out amongst the people. He preached the gospel. He preached the word, his words, God's words. I pray for each and every one of you that listen to this broadcast, and I lift you up to my heavenly Father right now with healing whether it be financial or whether it be physical, uh, your marriage, whatever it may be, I pray healing upon you to receive that. I ask that you just return a prayer, a prayer that would tell the Lord, one, Lord, let's do a prayer of redemption. Father, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of you, Lord. That's what the, the, the Word of God says. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we know that each and every one of us has done that from time to time and probably still do without even realizing maybe, maybe it's a word that we say. But we come before you in, in a state of repentance this morning asking you for forgiveness for whatever we might have done to another person or to you, Lord God. Forgive us that sin. Forgive us the sin of inaction. Forgive us that sin of, of, of being complacent with the family of God. 
For truly the word says, Assemble thyself, forsake not the assembling of one another together. This is the time that our church, our ministry, this broadcast must think outside of that box that we call a church and begin to know that our jobs are witnessing for Christ. Our job is evangelizing for God. Now me, I just pray that, that, that the Lord would touch you. Let the Holy Spirit enter into you. Feel your heart and your soul. In Jesus' name, I pray this morning. And I want to add a prayer for my brother Ted. Many of you don't know, so brother Ted is good. God will know. I've talked to him and he just does not sound good. So I want I want us all to just lift him up in prayer. He had a a, a uh, surgery done on his heart, and he just. He's, he's difficulty breathing. He's difficulty talking. We need to lift him up in prayer today. So, Brother Ted, if you're listening, just close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today, lifting up Brother Ted. And as we lift him up, Lord God, we just pray that you would, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, just touch him. That's all it takes, Lord God. We know our, our faith is strong. We know just a touch of his hair on his head, and he'd be healed and back to being Brother Chad again. We just ask these saints today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. We're going to be in Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12. And as always, I'm in the King James Version. Verse 1 says, And again he entered into... Capernaum, <laughs> after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. I'm laughing. There's somebody in the studio with me. And straight away, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not such much as about a door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, there was such a big crowd out there, couldn't get through the door, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why did this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Verse 8. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is it easier to say to the sick of palsy, Thy sins are be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up the bed and walk? Verse 10. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, Say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thee thy way into thine house. And immediately, listen to what the scripture says, Immediately, praise God, he arose, and he took up the bed, and he went forth before them all, insomuch they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. They saw a miracle happen. 
You see, it's, it's it, church, it's whatever it takes to show people who Jesus Christ is. And one thing I want you to realize, like our church, Jesus was unconventional. Outside of the box church is a church that is willing to do whatever it needs to do to reach its communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was nothing common. There was nothing usual. There was nothing traditional about Jesus. And there was nothing common, usually or traditional, about the church his ministry produced. His church was outside of the box. The religious world thought they were nuts. They thought they were drunk. They were so different than the rest of the religious world that the religious leaders wanted to kill them all. They sought out Christians to persecute them. When you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ, you see very quickly that his ministry was definitely on the outside of the box ministry. His very birth was completely unconventional, a virgin birth. His childhood was unusual, 12 years old, and yet he was teaching in the synagogue. His first known miracle was, was controversial, even to this day, turning water into wine. And the choosing of his disciples was completely, completely off the charts. He chose fishermen, tax collectors, politicians, publicans. Imagine that. Many other miracles, so strange. Many never believed they happened. But the, he waited for Lazarus to die before he went to help him. The religious people of his day thought him so unorthodox and so eccentric in his ministry that they hated him so much that they wanted him dead. For years, for years now, I've heard other churches asking, how do we get our church outside these four walls? Well, number one, we need to get off our duffs because the scripture says, go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Say that with me, go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It says, go ye therefore, get off your butt and get out of that pew and go outside the box. If there was ever a generation that needed to reach, it's, it's this one. If there was ever was a generation that was harder to reach, with traditional means, it's this one. But I wonder, I wonder if we really mean it when we talk about getting our church outside of the box, outside to evangelize. It sounds visionary, doesn't it? It sounds evangelistic. It sounds like what we should be saying. But we, but do we really know what things would look like around here if, if it happened? If we began to go outside of the church and evangelize those that are lost and, and get them to Jesus for salvation. So how do we get outside the box? First, we need to recognize what is the box. We talked about it last week. Last week, we said that the box is this traditional mindset this comfort zone that we've put ourselves in, this rut, history, generational boundaries, we are controlled by our thinking. It's never been done that way before, mentality. 
No wonder so many new pastors coming out of the uh, out of seminary lose their their drive, lose their, their their spirit. It's that it's never been done that way before here mentality. I mean, it hasn't worked, has it? Our churches are empty. Attendance is way, 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 way down. Why? Because we're still inside that box. We can't stop thinking about being inside. See, if we are going to take this thing out, out of the box, in order to evangelize our, our cities and our towns, we are going to have to let go of some of the traditional mindsets that we have. Our last revival 20 years ago cannot define where we are going today. We have to get a new mindset. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, Scripture says. We have to let go of our own thinking and get a hold of Christ's thinking, Jesus' thinking. What does God want us to do? Sit in week after week and, and just sit there? No. We are to be witnesses unto him. We're going to have to get out of our comfort zone, church. We're going to have to stretch ourselves and get involved at a level we've never been before. That's us. Not only the church corporation, these big mega churches, but you as an individual. Now, we're a small church. And yes, many of us are old. And many of us are feeling our age. But it's not time to retire. It's time to refire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody raise up your hand and shout amen. We're going to have to get out of that. Out of that comfort zone we put ourselves in. Out of that rut. We're going to have to stretch ourselves and get involved at a level we've never been before. Thus, hey, the individuals of, of every church make up a corporate church. No matter how small you are, no matter how large you are, if you or I am not willing to get out of, of our comfort zone, we never will reach the cities and the towns of, of America and around the world. We're going to have to go to work. We're going to have to go to work. We're going to have to get busy doing God's will, doing God's work. We're going to have to make something happen around here. Somebody say that with me. We have to make something happen around here. I wonder how many of you out there are ready for a new way of thinking. How many have grown tired of empty chairs and empty pews and an empty altar? A baptismal that never gets filled anymore. I don't know about you. But I'm ready to go to work for Jesus. I'm ready to do what I have to do to see some of my neighbors and my family saved. If there's ever been a time when we need to get our family saved, it's now. Say it with me, it's now. Say it again, it's now. If we keep doing the things the way we've been doing things, we're going to get what we've been getting. I believe God wants more for every church and from especially this church, Gospel of Faith.
In order for that to happen, we are going to have to start thinking differently. Ours cannot be a traditional church. Traditional churches don't work anymore. We'll say it again. Our church cannot be a traditional church. We have a message to proclaim to a generation, the communities we live in, and that is that Jesus Christ loves them. That Jesus Christ died for them. That he was resurrected on the third day and now sits at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf. I get excited sometimes when I think about what it what it would be like to live in a community that that hasn't evangelized with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What would that be like? Evangelism. Evangelism equals introducing people to Jesus. That's what it means. I'm convinced that the, that, that the help and the encouragement of my friends, neighbors, and family need today can be found in having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Lord, I wish it was a two-way conversation. <laughs> when I say amen, you'd shout back amen. I miss those days in the church. It might be a little longer. Um, I didn't mention it in our in our introduction, but Judy, myself, and Pastor Bob have all been exposed to COVID. So pray for us. You see, sharing Jesus with them is something that should be, it, it should come easy to you because you know the Lord. Sharing Jesus with them is something that I should enjoy doing, and you should too. Sharing my faith, talking about the miracles of the church, that should come naturally. No effort, no struggle. There might be something wrong with our faith if we're ashamed to tell people about Jesus. Maybe you got shot down sometime talking to a family member about Jesus. Pray first. Get the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon you. Then go forth because now you're working with Jesus side by side. And the Holy Ghost is leading you into the conversation they need. There might be something wrong. But if you got Jesus, it all becomes right. We might need to find an altar of repentance if we find it hard to tell them about Jesus' love. Maybe we need to feel Jesus' love upon us once again. If you were a scientist or a doctor who found a cure for cancer, would you share it with the rest of the world or would you hold it back? See, we have the blood transfusion that this world needs. We have the love of the Lord that this world needs. When you start telling people about what you had found, if you had, if you had found the cure for cancer, on the internet, TV, radio, talk to your next door neighbors, family, friends, everyone you came into contact, you would say, hey, I have a cure for cancer. Well, we have the cure for the most deadly sin of all times on this earth. And that's sin. I'm telling you, if you had the cure for cancer, when you heard that they had a loved one who was dying 
of a terrible disease, wouldn't you speak up and say, hey, I found a cure for that? I know families that have put their family members into rehab time and time and time again. We have the cure for drug addiction. We have the cure for alcoholism. We have the cure for broken marriages. We have the cure for the sin of pornography. We have the cure for all these deadly sins. They're a disease. But we have the cure. His name is Jesus Christ. Sure you would. You'd want them to have the best of care. And no one cares for us like Jesus does. He said, I'll meet every need according to riches and glory. He said, the wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you had the cure for what ails this world, would you not tell everyone? Would you shout it from the rooftop? You might even start going door to door in your neighborhood telling everyone you could that if they had a loved one who had cancer, you had the cure for it, right? If you had, if you had invented cancer, the, the cure for cancer, and it wouldn't take long before some people started seeking you out to find out what you have that could do so much good. Well, this is this is our attitude right here, right now. We've got an answer. We've got the solution. We've found something that the world needs to know about. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he can give them meaning and direction for their life. He can heal their marriage. He can deliver them from their addictions. He can set them free from the bondage of despair and hopelessness that surrounds their life. And he can fill them with the Holy Spirit of God. Somebody shout amen. Lift your hands up and give God glory today. He is the answer for this world. Outside the box evangelism. What's it going to take? What's it going to take to get a message of a great God into our communities? At our church, we're going to take the roof off of this thing. There's no limits. There's no boundaries. There's no place we don't won't go if the Spirit tells us to. There's no method we won't use to get this message out. We believe that God will use anybody and everybody who will allow God to use them. In the scriptures, I find Jesus using just about every kind of person you can imagine to get his message across. He used everybody who wanted to be a part of his ministry. He used much-hated tax collectors, a man possessed with devils. He used children. He used five-time divorcees. He used the blind, the deaf, the sick, and, the, and he even used a dead man, Lazarus, to get his point across. Now, first, he had to heal them and deliver them and redeem them. But after, when he said, they started telling everybody they knew about the wonderful man who had met the tremendous need in their lives, who had healed them, forgiven them. You name it, he used it. He was an out-of-the-box. Jesus' mission was clear to him. He did not need to question what it was that he was do going to do. He didn't do it without wavering. His mission was to minister to and to bring into ministry as many people as he could in the short 3.5 years 
his ministry had upon this earth. Three and a half years, that's all it was. But I want you to understand something. God wants to use you. He wants to use what he's blessed you with. He wants to use your time and your effort and your talents. He has given you the breath that you have in your lungs right now to evangelize this world. This church, this broadcast will never reach this community if we do what we see everybody else doing. We will not reach our world if we sit back and wait for someone else to tell them about Jesus. We've got something to get excited about today. We've got a message our community needs to hear. We've got something that is changing lives. And who are we to sit on this miracle and not share it with someone else? We've got a message. Jesus cares. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to help you. And Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. Praise God. An outside-of-the-box church doesn't sit on the best-kept secret in town. An outside-of-the-box church wants to share what it has with its communities. Like the woman at the well, they want to tell their, their, their city about a man who spoke healing and hope into their lives. Have you ever told somebody about the good restaurant? How about a good place to get your car repaired? Why is it that some people will brag about best restaurant to go out to eat at, but when it comes to telling people about the best church to go to, they clam up. Hey, we're talking about this thing out of the box. We're telling people that this church is the greatest thing on this planet. I'm going to say it again. We need to be telling people that this church, Gospel of Faith Church, is the greatest thing on the planet because we're out of the box. We need to break out of that box. How many of you really believe that our community needs to hear this message? Let's figure out what it's going to take to tell people about this amazing, amazing God that we serve and this church in the wilderness that we all worship him at. Let's get it out of the box. Let's take the time today to pray, not only for this broadcast, but for Gospel of Faith Church in Ashford, Arizona. For the people and the pastor. For we need that spirit back in that church. So many have left the church because we can't seem to break free of being inside that those four walls. We can't seem to, to break free from the conventional to the unconventional. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today, Lord God, lifting up our church and this broadcast, Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona. Lord God, we pray, we pray for that church the entire body. We pray for our, our associate pastor, Pastor Lynn, that Lord, we, we would go outside of that box and come directly to you, Jesus. Teach us to be outside the box evangelist. Teach us, Lord God, to fill those pews back up 
then break loose of the four walls of Gospel of Faith Church and go forth, go forth and spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God is good all the time. God is good. And all the time, God is good. This is the time. This is the time, Lord God, that we come forth placing the body of Christ at Gospel of Faith Church and this broadcast before thy throne. Humbly, humbly, we ask that you would energize it. Send the Holy Spirit back into that church like never before. Let that anointing of the Holy Ghost come down upon every man, woman, and child that gather in that church. And let us get back to the work of witnessing for Christ, for evangelizing on this broadcast, for being a prayer warrior, a prayer partner, and praying for the salvation of the lost of this world. We ask all these things today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back again. Think about what I've said today. Think about in your prayer time, coming out of that prayer closet and just feeling the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon you. Feeling that you've now are ready to evangelize. You don't have to be a priest. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be ordained. You have to be a child of God and believe in your heart what you're trying to convey to someone else. God loves you. God heals you. God holds you up to his heavenly and blesses you. God bless each and every one of you. We love you for listening. Drop us a line. The P.O. box and the email are there on the broadcast page. God bless each of you. Bye-bye.